hope you were blessed by that. And wasn't the worship awesome today? Mm. Uh, thank you, team, for spending the hours that you spent putting that together to bless us today. It really did bless us. So thank you so much. He is our living hope. What a great way to jump into the Word this morning. So uh, go and get your Bibles. No excuse today because you're at home. You've got yours. Awesome. And if you don't have a Bible, even if you're not a Christian today, you are most welcome online with us. There will be some scripture coming on the screen. Uh, but ultimately, we believe this is the Word of God. Mm. And we believe that this is just an amazing, it's not just a book for referencing from. It's actually a book that teaches us the way to live and the way to discover yeah. God. And so today we're going to jump into this. Uh, so get your Bible, get your notepad, get a pen and get ready to receive from God today. As we jump into a new series, This Is us. Yes. So excited about this series because I think it's so crucial at this time. But let's pray together as we jump into that. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. Mm. And we just pray right now in Jesus name, God, that you would just give us fresh revelation of your love for us. Help us to know who we are in you. And that God, we would go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, even during this season from lockdown. God, would you just... uh, just highlight things to us today that maybe we haven't seen before, that we may uh, just grow in you, in yes. Jesus' name. And all God's people said? Amen. I said, and all God's people said? Amen. Amen. Right. Anyways, guys, we, we, we are starting a new series today called This Is Us. And at first glance, it almost feels kind of exclusive because mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about who Sunny Hill are. Mm. But actually, there's going to be so many principles and so many truths in this that I think are going to be helpful for people, even who don't walk with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so over the coming weeks, we're going to be looking at this idea of this is us. Um, mm. And one of the reasons that I really felt this impressed upon my heart is largely because obviously Sunny Hill is a vibrant, crazy, fun, um, faith-filled church yeah. that when we get together, we love to party, we love to laugh, we love to do all those things. And actually a big component of our identity is found in our physical gatherings, isn't yeah. it? There's just something about our Sundays um, that are so crucial to who we are, yeah. that speak to a big part of who we are and who we're becoming. Um, and I just really kind of wrestled with this this week because I was thinking, you know what? What does Sunny Hill look like when we're not in our building? What yeah. does Sunny Hill look like when we're not in mm. our campuses, when we're not kind of posturing ourselves in the usual normal format that we like to do so every weekend? Uh, because Sunny Hill has to exist beyond the Sunday. True. Um, and so I thought, you know, let's talk about this whole idea of this is us. Now, I kind of, I want to kind of start with a bit of a curveball. Uh, I'm going to start with something that I love so much. This is ketchup, and I, hopefully you can see it. This is ketchup. I love, and there's nothing like Heinz ketchup. I mean, you can do all the cheap stuff. Oh, the you can brands even do, are available. Yeah, you can do Branson. You can do Daddy's, but I mean, Heinz is where it's at. Absolutely love ketchup. Um, but I just want to kind of just show you something quickly about uh, a truth mm-hmm. uh, about ketchup that I'm sure you realise, but maybe you haven't articulated uh, before. I actually wanted to use Pepsi Max to do this, but Louise was dead against that idea because she had visions of it going all over our house. Uh, but let me just show you this, right? So there's a plate. You can see the plate. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, squeeze this. I'm going to squeeze this, okay? I'm going to squeeze this ketchup, and I'm going to see what comes out. You ready for this? This is a really exciting experiment. Here we go. So I'm going to squeeze it. Ah, keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding. Keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding. Now, I'm not going to get reckless with this squeeze because we are on We're a ration. We are on lockdown, and like this is the kind of stuff that when you lose... Uh, and when it gets emptied on the shelves, like then we really sh- we scuppered in this house if we don't have ketchup, right? Uh, but I don't know if you notice what just happened. As I squeeze the bottle, what came out? 
Ketchup! My gosh, ketchup it was indeed. I actually saw something amazing this week uh, in the Children Can episode, Coronavirus versus Jesus. You need oh, to check yeah, it yeah. out. I did That's email great. the whole church saying you need to go and check out some of this resource because it's great for families. And uh, it was a principle that Ollie also taught in that video to do with toothpaste and orange juice. When you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. When you squeeze a tube of toothpaste, uh, toothpaste comes out. And when you squeeze ketchup, ketchup comes out. Now, I'm going to ask Louise to go and get a spoon oh. and carefully put that back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to say, eat it. Oh, right. I'm going to gag. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's get our <laughs> audience engaging today. Who would like to... Who would like... And we are looking at some comments on here, right? Who would like to see Louise get a teaspoon of ketchup and eat it right there? You have got to be on my side because every time a camera every is time we go live, I'm like daring Louise to do something just for fun. I think if I did that, I reckon oh, I'd yeah. I think I'll be sick. I tell you what, how about if you do oh one and I do one together? Okay, then I've got about 20 minutes to think of something equal, well, right. more, more gross. Go and get a teaspoon. Go and get a couple of teaspoons. What, for now? Well, I don't know. What do you reckon, people? No, Shall we do come this? on. Vote. Yeah. I think it's funny though, right? Okay, right, okay. Come back to it. We'll least. come back to it. I, I'll just leave it there for now. Uh, that Even could the be smell. totally gross. This is the truth that I'm wanting to convey to you is that when something is squeezed or when someone is squeezed, whatever is on the inside will obviously mm, come out. That's good. Uh, and I think it's kind of like that for us now as a church. Uh, you know, we're in this time of squeezing. Yeah. We're in this time of shaking. We're in this time of just pressure from all sides. Mm. You know, the fact that we can't meet together, that's a significant squeeze on the life of Sunny Hill. Uh, but we're going to see in this season what the fruit is of Sunny yeah, Hill. Yeah, it's good. Um, and I think we've got to, you know, the way I think of it is like this, is that the fruit is always consistent with the seed. Uh, if you write that in your notebook, the fruit is always consistent with the seed. In other words, if you sow uh, an apple seed, you're going to produce apple fruit, right? You're never going to sow an apple seed and get orange fruit. The fruit is always consistent with the seed. So whatever we are sowing into us as a church or even into our lives as individuals, because this goes beyond the yeah. corporate kind of message to an individual message. For example, just a few examples here. If we sow the seed of resentment, when squeezed, hatred is going to be the fruit that is produced, okay? Yeah, that's true. When we sow the seed of negativity, uh, when it's squeezed or crushed or shaken up, despair is going to be the fruit that is produced. Mm. When we sow the seed of frustration, um, actually when it's squeezed and comes under pressure, the fruit is going to be anger. Yeah, I think sometimes we find ourselves producing a fruit that we don't always like, <laughs> but we never chase it back to the seed. We never That's try good. and look back and go, yeah. why am I like that? Why did I respond in that way? Yeah. Uh, well, the truth is you're, you're sowing seeds into your life on a daily basis. And we're sowing seeds into our church on a daily basis mm -hmm. that when squeezed, it's going to produce some sort of flow and some sort of fruit mm -hmm. that is produced. Uh, by contrast, think about this. If you sow seeds of thankfulness, when you're squeezed, contentment is going to be the mm. fruit yes good right yeah and we're trying to teach this to our boys at the moment aren't we you know what we I mean? are like it's a memory verse that we're doing it is well. a memory verse. keep your lives free from the love of money uh, you know be content with what you have like this whole idea that um you know if they become envious mm. um that's just not an attribute that you want to accept no. you know if they become jealous of what other people have or you know what see an advert on tv then become immediately discontent with what they yeah. have in their hands it's not just a a fruit that can't be addressed, but sometimes we address the behavior yeah. rather than the seed. It's good. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? True. Sometimes we, we address in the moment what we're seeing before our eyes present itself and we're like, stop being envious or stop being angry or, or whatever it be. Stop yeah. being spiteful to your brother. But actually what we've got to go back to is look at where was that yeah. seed sown in order for that fruit to be produced, it's right? Yeah, so true. if we sow the seed of thankfulness, the fruit is contentment. If we sow the seed of humility, 
when squeezed, the fruit becomes dependence because we, we're not just yeah. going to be self-reliant on us or reliant on other people because we're humbling ourselves under God's mighty hand. So humility produces dependence. Mm. If we sow the seed of hope, you know, even, even now, as we sow the seed of hope and belief that, that God is in control and that God is all good, the fruit in due course will be faith, a growing mm. of faith. Yeah. Um, and so it's that I really want to think about, that when we're squeezed, what's on the inside comes out. And, um, and, and I think I've kind of laboured this point already. But this is something that we don't just accept. It's something that we intentionally do. Yeah. Okay, so we want to start intentionally thinking about who we're becoming. Yeah, I think that's great because I think we're sowing something, aren't we? We are always. You're not. You're never not sowing something. Absolutely, a careless so, word. Yeah. You know, a careless moment, a habit that you've kind of just picked up, yeah. and now you're constantly sowing seeds. In fact, even in King David's life, sowed the seeds of temptation and lust, mm. and then what was produced was yeah. adultery, murder. Kind of the whole wheels came off the wagon. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's kind of true for us. And and it's this, and it's kind of a hard thing for us to grapple with and grasp because I guess it's kind of quite out there. But ultimately, as a church, let's not just become what we're becoming without thought and consideration. But let's think about who are we? Mm. Who do we want to be? In fact, I'd even encourage you to think about that as your family kind of household. Mm. Who are we becoming? Mm. Like, it's not it's not okay for us to just exist through life and then just become what the world shapes us to be. In fact, Paul says in Romans 12, uh, do not conform to the pattern of the world. Yeah. You know, as the pattern, like um, another translation says, the mold of the world. Mm. And that speaks of squeezing and pressure because the world is going to try and mold you and shape you like and pressure you. It is like a sausage factory, yeah. a big old sausage factory. Get on the conveyor, get on the chain. And eventually what's produced is generally mm. if we succumb to the, the mold and the shape of the world is fear, anxiety, yeah. despair depression but let me tell you this this morning i want to encourage you there is another way come on there is another seed yes, there, there is. is another seed and even as a church we don't just want to exist mm. um you know even in this season there's a there's a there's a slight chance that we just become an online church and now this becomes a new thing that mm. we do and all that thing's cool but that's the fruit what yeah. is the seed that we're wanting to see produced uh, because although we're kind of talking over the airwaves and this is now an important component of our online gathering in and of itself this isn't us no who we are is a result and a culmination of our behaviors and our habits and Richard's spoken about that so much um and so I guess like what I've called this message I don't know if you can see over on here let's lean back okay can you see that it says oh maybe not we've kind of vanished here we go can you see that it says the church has left the building and so today if there was a kind of title for the opening (laughs) message of this series it would be the church has left the building yeah because remarkable things happen when the church leaves the building. Yes. Think about on. Acts 2. Yes. You know, like they were all together in one room and they were scared. Okay. Mm. They were scared because they were fearing uh, the Jews. They were fearing what might happen to them, that they might follow suit like Jesus. Yeah. And so locked in an upper room, Jesus comes and commissions them again. And then in Acts 2, they receive the Holy Spirit just yeah. as Jesus said he would send. Um, and then they flow out of the room and mm. they leave the building and yes. take to the streets, right? Um, and the result of that, so the seed of the departure, mm. the fruit was 3,000 getting saved. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. So good. Look back at the seed. What was the fruit? 3,000 getting saved. What was the seed? The filling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then a departure from the normal. Yeah, that's it. It's good. You know what I mean? Like, it's I good, think yeah. even like today, 
um, looking at our situation, like uh, we, if we just try and think about the fruit hard enough, going 3,000 saved, 3,000 saved, yeah. 3,000 saved, 3,000 saved, 3,000 saved, you know, 3,000 saved. If I think about it, if I pray about it enough, then hopefully the fruit will come. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the seed, the filling of the spirit. And yes. then a departure from routine, habit, and normality. Uh, and so, like, it's really cool. Um, but I'm not going to look at that today. I'm actually going to look at that at uh, one group on Wednesday. I'm going to do oh. one group. We'll get onto that in a crazy little while. What, what is going on right now? Uh, but check out this, this verse. This is Acts chapter 8. It says this. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church. Okay, so let me just explain the context. Stephen has just been martyred. Mm. Stephen, a spirit-filled guy. Yeah. God used him profoundly, and he makes this, um, makes this amazing speech to those listening, uh, but it kind of just turns the people against him, mm. and ultimately he, he gets a death sentence. They absolutely mob him and stone him, and, and it's game over. And who's present at Stephen's martyr, martyrdom? No, no one other than Saul. Saul is present at yeah, this point. Saul, cheering. who becomes Paul eventually. Mm. Uh, Paul, who wrote like so much of the New Testament, was present at Steve's execution. Steve's? Steve, Can you whoa. say Steve? Steve-o. Steve, Steve, <laughs> my old chum, Steve. One day in heaven, we'll be like that. Yeah, you he'll might be, be like, on Steve-o terms with I'm him like, then. Steve-o, and he'll be like, big bird, big bird, word, big bird. And we can just laugh about this moment, hopefully. Um, <laughs> But yeah, check out what happens. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered. Let's repeat that last phrase together. And all except the apostles were scattered. Louise, stop sorry, laughing. Sorry, giggling. Stop I'm it, Louie. This sorry. is serious stuff. This is the word of God. Just picturing that heaven moment. Listen, if you laugh when I'm reading the word of God, you might not be there to enjoy the party <laughs> that me and Stevie do. Right? And, and all except the apostles were, were scattered throughout Judea, Judea and Samaria. Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church, going from house to house. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. So it's an absolute kind of crazy thing that we see unfolding. And I'm just going to open it in my Bible rather than just have it on the screen so that you can see me. So a great persecution breaks out and it, the wheels come off the wagon. Mm. And um, what we've got to think about is this is Jerusalem. This is the, the hotspot for the church. Yeah. This is where the church began. Um, and they'd seen success in Jerusalem. They'd seen a huge number of Jews get saved. They'd even seen a huge number of rabbis get saved. Even Pharisees get wow. saved. They'd seen yeah. people get saved. And, and to be honest, Jerusalem was becoming almost a form of a comfort blanket. Mm. Um, of course, it wasn't like easy. And I don't want to make that because obviously there's a persecution here. But it was all they knew. It's where their friends were. It's where their family was. It's where their church was. Mm. It's where their gatherings would have been. The temple courts that they would have enjoyed. The breaking bread in homes that we read about in Acts 2. All of these components, all of these things that spoke into who the church were yeah. was all in Jerusalem. But then we read in this moment, a persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered. Mm. Like literally pushed out of Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and I find it so interesting that the apostles didn't go, that the apostles yeah. weren't scattered, but the church was scattered. Wow. I think there's a few things here that I just want to highlight is that like, I almost think like in this moment that the enemy sent a persecution mm. um, with the intent to try and decimate the church, Yeah, you know, to absolutely just end the church. Like uh, Satan is fearful of the church because Jesus says, doesn't he? I think it's Matthew 16. I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't overcome it. Yeah. Satan cannot defeat the church, Come right? On. Um, yet he tries and I think in this moment the vehicle he uses is persecution to yeah. try and you know strike the shepherds scatter the sheep right that's that's the thought that's the intention um, and so he's going about this plan Stephen gets martyred he was a key poster boy in the early church and then 
the church is scattered. And I think in that moment, like, what is the church thinking? Like, yeah. Stephen's gone. This is bad. The apostles are in Jerusalem. We're now driven into uh, Samaria. And, and Saul is going from house to house, like it's getting personal now. Mm. And we, we, we almost can't compute the, the harrowing yeah. reality of what that looks like. This, this moment where the church is appearing to get decimated. Good news, people. Let me tell you this. is that What the enemy intended to harm the church, yes. God used to grow the church. Come on. It's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, ultimately, we see this over and over in the scriptures, but the enemy wanted to suppress the church. But God used that suppression to send the church. Yeah. Right? So the enemy sent a seed of persecution, but God used that same seed to speak into the, what the church was becoming. The enemy wanted to end the church, but God was teaching the church to endure. Uh, the enemy wanted to break up the church, but God used the very persecution to build up the church. Uh, the enemy wanted to finish the church. But God wanted the church to flourish. The enemy wanted to murder the church. But God used the persecution to multiply the yes. church. The enemy wanted to eliminate believers. But God wanted to illuminate believers. Wow. Yes. Awesome source. Come on. Oh, I'm, pre I'm preaching myself happy this morning, right? Just what, and, and I've got a bit of a smug smile on my face. Because what I love about this whole moment is that, like, what is the enemy looking like in this moment? I've got him. Stephen's yeah. done. The yeah. people are taking the bait, you know, they're driving the church away. And this is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Well, check it out. It's not the end. Far from it. Let's read what happens in Acts 8 verse 4. Look. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Hold the phone. What? <laughs> Hold the phone. Like those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. It's like great. the apostles are still in Jerusalem. Yeah. The apostles didn't make the, the the exit they didn't they didn't exile like the church and mm. and so in this place i wonder if the enemy's thinking great the apostles aren't here you know the mm. the 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 leaders the the foundations of the church that's what the bible says the the apostles and prophets are the foundations of the church they they haven't come into this gentile territory it's game done they haven't come into samaria yeah. it's all done but what the enemy didn't realize is that when they were squeezed what was the fruit wow. they were going to preach good. the word wherever yeah, they went it's, it's a phenomenal kind of insight that we see into the early church that like what the enemy intended for evil, God used for good. Now, I, I kind of want to just use that as a, a, you know, as a thought around what seed was sown. Like, where did this come from? Like, why did they take this shape? Why, when they were squeezed and persecuted and martyred and, and, and uh, in this moment where the enemy was driving them out of Jerusalem, why did they respond with preaching the good news? Well, I actually believe we see the answer in Acts 2. Check this out. This is just after the 3,000 that got saved on Pentecost obviously get saved. And we see this is their response. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And I could read on, but I don't want to spend too long just on this passage. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. I hope you're seeing all the seeds here. Let's just check it again, right? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, seed one, to fellowship, seed two, breaking of bread, eating together, um, communion, that kind of stuff, seed three, um, and to prayer, seed four. So we're seeing a number of seeds. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. So what they're seeing is becoming a seed. What they're putting before their eyes yeah. is becoming a seed. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Unity was forming a seed. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Generosity 
was a seed. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Meeting together regularly became a seed. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So they were hospitable and they were thankful. Yes. Like two seeds, praising God, another seed, and enjoying the favor of all the people. And that's where we begin to see some of the fruit being born. And at the end of 47, the Lord added to their number those who are being saved daily. It's mm, great. It's like mine. Yeah. Mind blow up right now. I mean, I don't know how to say that better. There's a thousand ways to say that better. But connect this, this fruit to the seed. Yeah. The early church was pushed out of Jerusalem. The enemy was hoping to kill the church. God wanted to multiply the church, but he needed to get the church out of Jerusalem. Why? Because there was people outside yeah. of Jerusalem. So good, yeah. You know, it, God wasn't just about trying to reach Jews for Jesus. He wanted to reach Gentiles mm. too. So we needed to drive the Jews uh, the, the Messianic Jews, the Christian Jews, out of their comfort zone, yeah. out of their normality, out of their routine. Mm. You know, I'm just a wondering, like, in this season, I wonder, like, and God hasn't told me this, but this is my reflection on the day we're in. Like, Satan, like, I wonder if part of his tactic with coronavirus, as well as just killing people all over the world, craziness, mm. is to try and stifle the church. Yeah. To try and resist the church from stepping into all that it's called to be. Mm. To kill off the meetings. To kill off our Sunday gatherings, you know, for a season. Well, I want to encourage you that, like, first of all, God's got the enemy's number, right? Yeah. <laughs> God's all, all good. God's in control, right? Just read Job if you don't believe me. But ultimately, what if God wants to use what the enemy intended for harm in this season to flourish us, to bless us, to grow us, to multiply us? Yes. To teach us something that we couldn't have learned in Jerusalem. To teach yeah. us something that we couldn't have learned in our campus gatherings. Yeah. To teach us something um, that that just going about our normal business we could never have got to. Like, I, I just get so excited by that prospect. You know, that the enemy might be trying to pull the wheels off the wagon, but God's going to build his church. And the mm. gates of hell aren't going to overcome it. Like, yeah. we are all good in the hood. Come like, on. just to speak a bit of gangster on you today. <laughs> and my encouragement really is that in this season... Obviously, there's this dual thing. There's this producing fruit thing, and we're going to get into that over the coming weeks. But actually, think about the seed. This mm. is a prime opportunity yeah. to cultivate soil in your life, to sow seeds of thankfulness, yes. to sow seeds of generosity, to, sense, to sow seeds of prayer, communion, uh, apostles' teaching, to get into the Word of God, like to sow seeds of yeah, fellowship. You can still connect. Like We might not be able to connect in person, but we can connect in, on Zoom and and social media, and all those things, like, literally, I just want to encourage you today, yeah. that, like, the church has left the building, yes. but it's not all bad, because actually, when we leave our building, profound things can happen. Love it. On that so note, good. I don't think I have much time left, do I, Luby? How much Probably time do not. I have left? No. Right. It's five or six minutes. But I want to pull up this, just for a minute. This is something that we do, and hopefully you'll be able to see this. I'm going to try and set it up. Let's see whether we can do this, okay? Uh, boom. Okay, hopefully you can see my piece of paper right here in front of me. Now, I don't profess to be an artist. Far from it. In fact, I'm an awful at drawing. So uh, this is going to be... I just move my ketchup out of the way. Right there, one minute. Um, but we, we do this class at Sunny Hill, which used to be newcomers, and now we call it Next Steps. Um, and in this class, we kind of teach something of the, um, the fabric of Sunny Hill. And I always use this picture because it helps me kind of understand who we are. Okay, let me just move this a little bit because this is getting awkward right now. And I always start by drawing a road. Hopefully you can see that. Um, and on this road, 
It doesn't matter how many times I draw this picture, it never gets any better, okay? It does get better. It was worse than this, if you can believe it. I mean... Luby, be silent, please. <laughs> I'm trying to teach the people. Am I discouraging you? Yeah, well, well, it's unbelievable. What kind of fruit is that going to produce in me? If you sow seeds... Of discouragement. Of discouragement, then what does that mean for me further down the line? Grumpy. Grumpy. Yeah, well, well it's becoming that, isn't it? Anyway, so, here we go. Here's a car. This is the journey of life, um... And really what we try to teach our people at Sunny Hill is who we are in this way. We say that, like, ultimately this car that represents the church, if you like, is undergirded by the chassis. So I'll just kind of point to it. The chassis is a thing that no one can really see, but it's absolutely crucial. I don't, I don't know how you spell it. Is that how you spell it? I feel like it's chassis, right? Yeah. I feel like that's right. Um, and our chassis, the thing that holds us together, the thing that keeps us safe, the thing that keeps us protected from bumps in the road mm. and from, um, you know, I, I guess the car just breaking into two, is, I believe in the church, what we call our beliefs, okay? These are our fundamental beliefs. These are the things that we believe with a closed-handed fist. Like, mm. um, you know, these are the things that we do not negotiate. Who do we believe Jesus to be? Who do we believe the church to be? Who do we believe God to be? Who do we, who do we believe we are? Mm. What do we believe about sin? And you can read the, our beliefs on our website. And our beliefs are kind of crucially important because they undergird and protect and keep us moving in the right direction together. And historically in church, our beliefs, they still are, but historically in church, we would have made the beliefs the big thing. Yeah. Like if someone new came to church, we'd be like, this is what we believe. Do you believe exactly the same as us? If you do, you're in the gang. Well done. Right hand of fellowship. You believe that Jesus is a person. And, and you know, now we can do life together. We can worship together. All this kind of stuff. And that, that's the way it was. The second component of knowing who we are and where we're going. Oh, I used the wrong pen. It's got too many pens. Let me use a red pen. Um, I'll draw it as the sun. That's a red hot sun. And I'm going to refer to this as the vision. And it's ultimately the direction in which we're heading. It speaks to who we are because it's actually, this is what the, the future that we believe God's got for us. So we're going to be journeying in this way. And this is the vision. This is the future of Sunny Hill. Multi-site churches, mm. raising loads of leaders, seeing thousands of people getting Come saved, on. seeing disciples growing for Jesus, planting churches all over the world. Well, like it's a vision. It, it's it's, it's um, an understanding that we're going in this direction. And, and vision is absolutely crucial and key to the life of the church. And through the early 90s, obviously, this drum was banged a lot in the church because it wasn't just a case of this is what we believe. But it was all, always like vision, 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 mm. vision. But the problem with vision is it, it kind of missells PPI because just having a vision doesn't get you to your preferred destination. Yeah. Just having a good sounding kind of sentiment of where we want to go doesn't necessarily compel us, us and yeah. drive us there. And at Sunny Hill, our vision is really simple. It's this. It's for the one. Just in off screen. For the one. And by that, what we're saying is we want to be a church that is sold out for God, the mm -hmm. one who's before all things. But we also want to be here for the one who doesn't know Jesus yet. So yeah. a component of who we are, a big component, is both this idea of being obviously Jesus-centered and Jesus-focused, but on the other hand, missional and mindful of people who don't yet know Jesus. Yes. And we want to journey people in that way. The third and fourth component, and I need to speak about these quickly, that is not a projector, <laughs> you know. It is not a speaker. That is an engine, because I don't know how else to draw an engine, and it's under the hood. The hood. <laughs> in the hood. <laughs> it's in the hood. Uh, this is an engine. Um, 
And the engine kind of thing is really interesting because the engine will really determine whether we're going to get to our preferred future. Yes, yeah, good. The engine's going to determine whether we get to our end goal, to the vision that God has put on our heart. And at Sunny Hill, we refer to this as our values. Um, the sub the sub kind of heading of this series is um, yeah, what is you it? Are you are what, what you value. value. In other words, you're a product of the things you value. Yeah. So in other words, as a church, what is it that we're going to put a huge emphasis on, on championing in order to move us towards the vision? If you like, what are the seeds that yeah. we're going to sow into the fabric of Sunny Hill? And then there's another component as well. And whilst this relates to values, I'm not going to go into it right now. Um, it's this, it's, it's the fabric of the car, it's the, the leather interior, mm -hmm. it's the walnut dashboard, it's the Bluetooth MP3. That's not our car that no. you're describing. I mean, if I was going to talk about our car, it would be like basically the cassette player. Look at the mud that's the smeared mud that's smeared all over. Now, the, the thing that's interesting about this, which is the fabric, it's, it's really what we refer to as the culture. Mm. Yeah. It's like, how does it feel? Like, and it's kind of an interesting thing because, like, if you're not a mechanic like me, when you go to, like, buy a car, you, you're not actually looking under the car unless you're a mechanic and you know what you're looking for. I don't know what to look no. for under a car, so I just assume it's all good. I don't even look under the engine, to be honest, because I just assume it's all good. What I want to do is sit in the car and go, does this feel like me, yeah. right? So, unfortunately, I've owned many cars that do not feel like me just yet. I'm still waiting <laughs> yeah. for the car that feels like me. But one thing is true, if the car has an outdated cassette player, I don't care how good the engine is, I'm instantly turned off to that mm, car. Yeah. But the car, kind of, the chassis could be in total ruin, but if the car has got like a top of the range kind of place where you put your iPad and you can listen to Spotify and stream YouTube and do loads of cool things, obviously not while driving, and do all these cool things, then immediately I'm kind of like, this is the car yeah. of my dreams. Because actually how things feel to kind of the non-professional yeah. is really important. So let's just work over this picture really quick. And we have got to end because I realise that kind of I'm going here over here. That for believers, seasoned believers, the chassis is crucially important. If you've been walking for Jesus 30, with Jesus for 30 years, you come to church, you want to know what we believe and why we believe it, okay? If you've been walking with Jesus maybe a little bit less, then actually, oh shoot, I've just drawn on the, oh it's phew, right. it's wipeable. Oh gosh, I thought it was going to be in the doghouse then. You almost overreacted then. Yeah, that was the fruit of overreaction. Like... Because I've sown many seeds of whatever it may be, kind of drama. Drama, yeah. Um, you know, if you've been walking with Jesus for a little while, then vision, destination, where is the church going? Does my heart align to that becomes important? Um, and then as you get further down, values, what do we do? What do we champion? What do mm. we value? What do we hold true to as a church that is going to get us there? And then ultimately culture. And I think culture is like a really overlooked, a really important thing that's overlooked because people who don't know Jesus yet, this is actually the most important thing. They don't care like what we believe about God. What they care about is how does it feel when I'm journeying with these yeah. people? Um, and actually all four of these areas are crucially important to make a church healthy and speak to our identity as a church. Okay, let's try and sort that out. So what I'm trying to say is set us up for the next few weeks is over the next like four or five weeks, we're going to get into the engine and into the fabric mm. of the car. And we're going to take a good look at what is Sunny Hill. Who are we as a church? Yeah. Now, some of you may know this, but some of you may be surprised. And then how are we going to sow those seeds into who we're becoming so that we definitely end up at the destination that God has for us. So good. This is us. This is us.